officially football weather officially high school football weather finally here in Kansas City as we open up another edition of Snap Tackle Pod welcome to it I'm Mick Schaefer who are you? I'm Dion Clisso from Preps KC and unfortunately uh, we're not on a, a video this week because I'm sporting my oh, handy dandy I couldn't figure out Preps the Mevo KC, little video my Preps thing. KC hoodie it's one of my favorite uh, pieces of attire um, but Smart. no, it'll, it'll be on as the season goes on. I, I like yeah. the Preps KC hoodie. In fact, it's it's probably time for me to get some new gear, yeah, um, new stocking caps, that kind of stuff. It's so. it's sweater weather out there now, I and f- this it. Friday is going to be like in the forties. Well, I talked to one of the according coaches, to like, Gary Lezak. Yeah, I talked to one of the coaches, and he was like, "I was going to wear shorts on Friday." And then I said the high was forty four. He goes, "I got to dig out my stuff," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's a, uh, it's definitely going to be a little chilly." Um, I think from what I've seen, and now I, I I hate to admit it that sometimes I don't stick my head up about Friday until about Thursday. Yeah, I'm kind of buried. I'm same way. Um, but I think the the wetness is supposed to be gone. I think it's just supposed to be chilly. Yeah. Yep. Um, which really is going to make uh, on a personal note, it's all, because it is all about making I my <laughs> my son's ten o'clock soccer game. On Saturday, Oof. could be in Oof. the 30s. Well, well try, try having a, a fall baseball Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ooh. Sting. Schaefer's will. Sting. <clears throat> Sting, yeah. That, that ball's not exactly going to carry. It's going <laughs> to hurt, too, if you get so uh, It's not going to be like not, not going to be like going after the Crawford boxes in Houston where they just breathe on a ball. And no, it's going to be like uh, Kauffman Stadium. <laughs> right? <laughs> where nobody except for Jorge Soler has ever hit home runs. <laughs> that's, that's the only one. That's what made Alex's bomb in game one such a bomb because that yeah. thing was deep off the batter's eye. Uh, we relive October's of past. You, and you can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's do that. It's, it's been so long ago. Yeah, you, you couldn't really tell the time. Those those shots to center field when you're watching from that center field camera, you can never tell. Is that okay, is that over the wall or is that gonna be in shallow center? Yeah. That one that one was stung and uh myself and Nick McCabe were on the right field upper deck and there's a camera angle from Fox that's yeah. almost the exact angle of what we is, was down below us to the right. So the 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 highlight of it going over there's a little clip of it mm-hmm. is almost from our seat, so it's really kind of cool. We were just kind of in a good spot where they used that. I was I was in in line to go into the losers' locker room at uh, the, the Royals clubhouse because they were they were about to lose <laughs> <laughs> game one. They were going to squander it, and uh, they didn't. All right, that, this, that's a whole other po- podcast. It Reporters' is, time spent not watching games because right. they're waiting to go into locker rooms. There's a lot of and there's that. a lot of that. <laughs> there's a ton of that. Oh yeah, wait, Final Four, the Royals game in Houston. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. earlier that year. Um, there is there's a lot of planning involved, and that goes all the way down to the high school out. level, boys and girls. It doesn't yep. matter if you're jetting, jetting out to get to yep. interview time; you can miss a lot of things. Um, this is a high school podcast yes. about uh, high school football in Kansas City, not just about the uh, about the Royals. So we uh, we digress here, and um, another uh, another good week of football last year as we were kind of. Moving along on both sides of the state line, we have uh, five weeks of football in uh, the books for Kansas so far. Six for Missouri. It always, you know, playoff time always creeps up on us. It always goes too quickly in my mind. But big results from last week. I mean, the big game in everybody's mind was was Miege and Rock. Miege got the win. I don't think anybody's surprised by that. Maybe by the the amount of points they got the win. But it, it's such a good rivalry. So so many people in the metro area went to those schools or have ties to those schools. Yeah, and I think you know the Rockers team that played early in the season is not the Rockers team that is now. They're dealing with some injuries offensively. They were challenged to begin the yeah. season. They weren't going to be checking it all over the yard. They would need to run it and control clock. And I think their quarterback has been banged up, and so they have a hard time just even 
you know, getting the first down. And so they flipped that back over. And so that defense, which is very good, the front seven especially, spent a lot of time on the field on Friday night. And, and that's not the, that's not the right. group of skilled guys you want to be out there chasing for, you know, have your defense on the field for, you know, 25 or 30 minutes mm-hmm. at one time. And they, and they really they got over the top on them, which is what Blue Valley did late in their game too. They got over the top on them. And that's kind of one of those things that I think Rock is going to see. Uh, luckily for them, there aren't too many teams that throw the ball like Miege right. <laughs> in, in 6A or Class 6 on the Missouri side. But, no, it's a it's a good win for Miege. They bounce back after that loss to, to St. James. And, and what we're seeing um, on my radio show, we talked about how really in the Sunflower and the EKL, we talked early in the season about middle class. You yeah. know, the upper class, the top dogs, aren't quite as high up as they've been Agreed. Um, in the past. And it really it makes for good football, I think, as much as any coach would tell you, man, I'd love to beat people 70 to nothing every week and go win mm-hmm. a state title. I think you do your best coaching when you've got to grind a little bit. Even if you're a really good team and maybe you don't lose a game, it's probably harder to fight complacency than it is to to get them up and say, hey, we got a good opponent this week and you can really teach and coach. Mm-hmm. And, that you know, those guys will tell you that. I mean, that, that they're really more involved when you're just rolling the balls out, so to speak. Sometimes it's it's just tough to kind of navigate through those types of seasons. And you see, you know, Aquinas is really good. Lawrence is off to a good start. Uh, Gardner Edgerton's really good. Shawnee Mission Northwest, who Lawrence got last week and handled them, really. Yeah. Their front seven really took care of the Shawnee Mission Northwest line. You're seeing that where you 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 can't just take a week off. You got Blue Valley West, you got Mill Valley and the EKL um, and St. James, and so those guys you can't take a week off, and so that's good. I think that's good for everybody. And we've had really compelling games everywhere, all over on both sides of the state line. And that that's what makes it fun. Hopefully, we don't beat each other up so much that we get outside the city and go yeah. for the state championship games that the Kansas City schools aren't able to win. But we may have more battle tested teams this year yeah. than we've had in the past. I agree, and it, it's kind of like the. Um... I don't know the semifinals. You, you had you had Blue Valley beating Miege. You have you have Bishop Miege, or rather beating Rockers, and you have Bishop Miege beating Rockers. And none of those two winners yeah. are facing each other this week. Obviously, it's on different sides of the state line. But th- this seems like a battle in the EKL, Miege and Blue Valley this week for like maybe second place or the, the, maybe after this there's one team that can catch Aquinas yeah. that can nip at their heels and it's going to be the winner of this game. Well, if it's Blue Valley probably not. They 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 would end up tied with Aquinas if if Miege beats them next week. Uh but no, this is kind of the second place game. Miege is really the only one who could probably tie him? I mean, Blue Valley could too, but they need help from me. Well, and Blue Valley lost, yeah, Blue Valley to, lost Aquinas. to Aquinas already. But I think it's, I think it's a statement that you could see both these teams in a state championship game. I mean, I think Blue Valley's playing well. There's yeah. nobody in six A that you say, yeah, they're that. That's the top you think dog of the six A teams on this side. Blue Valley, the best chance? Are you like Lawrence or? Well, Lawrence is on the on the west <coughs> they side. Are on the west side, so I, I mean, you got. I like I like Blue Valley. I like Shawnee Mission Northwest, and I like Gardner. And depending on where you fall in mm-hmm. the bracket, one of them's going to have to beat two of them. Yep. And it's you know you don't know maybe that helps you. And then there's guys like Blue Valley West out there lurking around, and and a Shawnee Mission East if they get it figured yep. out. I mean I, you know it's it's just some you know there's some pitfalls for all those schools going, but I, you know Blue Valley is really playing well. They're getting good quarterback play, and that's what you see. You get teams with good quarterback play, they usually go deep. That's going to be one of the Remax big games of the week coming up. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Let's let's live in the past though for now. <laughs> Ray Peck over Blue Springs. It seems surprising. Uh, Ray Peck is def- offensively ran the ball up and down on Blue Springs. They've got a lot of injuries on their defense. Yeah, sp- the the score score was surprising um, because they put forty one on them. Now Blue Springs had got it kind of going. 
uh, there in the second, got to one score, and then they gave up a, a, a big long run and a, a touchdown there to kind of move it away in the end. But uh, no, Blue Springs is in a spot where they're, they they've got they play Liberty North, they play Park Hill uh, down the stretch, and and so they've got tough games that they could they could very easily end up five and four, um, mm-hmm. and then they'll get into their district and play teams that that uh, like Blue Springs South is probably the worst team, class six team, in in the Kansas City area. Really? Blue Springs South will finish in the seven or eight yep. seed in that district, and they're probably the third or fourth best, best team. team. Yep. <laughs> so no. Blue Springs has got if they can just find a way to get healthy, no matter win or lose, um, they can get into that district and, and do well. But Ray Pack, man, that's that's a huge win for them. Um, I think it says a lot about that program. And like we've talked about all season long, outside of Liberty North, who has yet to lose, it's a week to week thing. I mean, you know, Ray Pack is Ray Peck's about you know one possession and. And a you know block kick from being undefeated. I mean they really are, and and so they've 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 got a good team. They run the ball pretty well. They're pretty balanced, and so that's what the, the, the district tournaments is going to be mm-hmm. just brutal. Um, Liberty North continues to impress. Yeah, I right? think, uh, you know they they've got the mix that Greg Jones likes to have. He's got a good defense. He's got good special teams. He's got a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. He just threw his first interception in week six. So he's got a lot of I bet Jones let him hear about that. Yeah, I'm sure. He did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, with the Cajun accent, too. Yeah. That's what's great. He got that Louisiana accent. But um, no, they don't turn the ball over. They get turnovers. They play a lot of short field. Van Dyne, Jake Van Dyne, their quarterback, does a great job. They've got two or three good running backs. Um, they're playing their kind of football. And really, they're good. Their their defense. I don't know if their defense is as good as Park Hills can be. Park Hill looks like they can just shut people mm-hmm. out every week, but their offense is more balanced, and their offense is able to score more. So that's the the edge that they have on. They have the head to head over Park Hill right now. Um, but those are the two top teams in my mind. And then Lee Summit North's right in there too. You know, they beat Lee Summit West twenty one fourteen. They're kind of, you know they've got a couple losses on there to Liberty North and to Park Hill and. That game was close, and it was a pick six that was the difference yep. in that game. So, you know, and not to, to just to, to compare, Lee Summit West, their quarterback has thrown, I think, eight interceptions. And so they've been in some spots where they give them the ball back. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the difference in a couple games. And so that's, and that's not a, you know, that's just, that's just the, the difference sometimes. It's ball security. And I, there's nothing that the coaches and staff at Lee Summit West is saying that I'm not saying. It's not an indictment on that kid. Sometimes it's, mm-hmm. it's the line in front and, you know, receivers not catching balls and things like that. But ball security when teams are evenly matched is everything. You mentioned um, uh, the quarterback at Staley, uh, rather at uh, Liberty North, who uh, who took down Staley. Um, we've talked about him and Simone Awards. Where I mean, we're getting we're getting to the playoffs here, and usually are getting close to him. Usually, by the time we get to the playoffs, we we kind of have a list because teams kind of go off and kind of do their own thing, and and it's harder to gauge results against teams outside the area as it was the uh, you know the first eight or nine weeks of the season. So I, I think a lot of times we we have that candidacy and that 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 list of guys down for the Simone award here in a couple of weeks what how, how big's yours right now if you if you had to say i i know the Simone award winner is going to come from the list of this many people how many people is is on that list are on that list six or seven six or seven okay that's not bad i mean I feel like a couple weeks ago that probably been about yeah. twelve or fifteen or yeah. something like that. Yeah, you know, Arlen Bruce at Olathe North got nearly a thousand yards rushing, and then Ty Black at Shawnee Mission Northwest um, are probably two guys there. But also, um, the Tevin McKelvey uh, is that, I think how you say his name at Gardner Richardson. He's their quarterback. He's got five hundred yards rushing. Um, 
Tank Young is creeping up there at 741. So there's another guy right there. Uh, then on the Missouri side, Van Dyne's numbers aren't huge. Um, but here's a guy who's really, I think, has flown under the radar is Matt Sukunik. Sukunik is how you say his name from Park Hill South. 1,500 yards passing. He's completing as uh, 56%, but 15 touchdowns, six interceptions. Darius Pearsall from uh, Lee Summit. Now, these are teams that haven't won as many games, so maybe they're chucking it around a little bit. But then there's Van Dyne, who's competing – completing 64% of his passes for 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, one interception. And sometimes that that leads you to like a a, 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 a team kind of – you know, sometimes, yeah. there, sometimes there's some Simone awards that are kind of team awards. You know, on the on the Missouri side, like all the big rushers are are class three, three and four, two, mm-hmm. three and four, until you get to Jeremy Brown uh, from North Kansas City. And they've got two guys. Brown's got 700 yards, and the other guy's got about 500. And and really, they don't they don't throw the ball at all. North Kansas City, so there's a guy who could be in the in the mix there as well. And then we talked about Ray Peck, Gabe Shanklin, uh, is their outstanding running back, and he's got almost 700 yards. So th- I don't know if we're going to have maybe outside Arlen Bruce, and he's he's got to get some yards. How many yards does he have? He's a little over 900 right now. Okay, and I think I think people expected Tank Young to have more yards right now. Problem is that. They've they played a lot of the, their tougher games are coming up. They've play, played a couple games where the game was over by halftime. Yeah. He's not getting the carries. And look, I mean, he's public enemy number one. Well, and they've been mixing it too. around. Yeah, they, they, they have. You see games where he's got 75, 80 yards and somebody else has got 65 yards. The quarterback, Blake Anderson, will run it too. You know, the one thing that's going to hurt Tank is is they've got St. James this week. They've got Miege next week. And he could have big games in those. And of course, through the playoffs, is they don't have a ninth game. So he only plays eight or seven games in the. Regular right. season, and then they all play eight eight games. Game. They, yeah. they don't have an eighth game, is what I'm saying. They'll get the their last game of the season, which technically is playoffs. Well, that's their ninth game. They're yeah. eight regular season games, and they're but they don't play be. the last week. They're off. They, they have, have a bye. Yeah, they, oh, they, they had a bye two, two weeks in a row, two years in a row. They, I didn't know they did that. I guess. Well, they couldn't find anybody to play them when they do it in the cycle the last two years. And I thought but they, it's they, the, the EKL. There should be enough teams, right, to play eight. Uh, yeah, one one team has to sit out every week. There's one team that gets. All eight games against them. The other one has to sit out every week, and that was their week that they had to sit out. They couldn't find anybody to play them. They He told me last year, Coach Strong did, that they found a team. Okay, so Mill Valley plays Pittsburgh this mm-hmm. week, and that's their kind of out of so conference. They found a game, but I guess it's outside the mile limit that Keisha will allow you to. But it's odd because there are, I guess maybe the math works out this way, because there are, what, nine teams in the EKL? Is that right? And so... And so they won't. They, they'll they'll have a bye week, but they'll still be a team they don't play. Yeah, <clears throat> interesting. Yeah, it's it. They didn't want to have it just be conference games, so they gave everybody a week off, and one team played all conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they couldn't fill their thing. Now that being said, next year they're going to play CBC out of St. Louis. There you go. I think it's a home at home, so that's a good one. That'd be uh, a found great out one. that Desoto is going to play Carney next year. Really? Yeah, God, that's we, a good one. They should have, like <laughs> on the East Mill Coast. Played, Mill Valley played Staley. They played Staley uh, in two great teams. It was a Mill Valley team that won state that year, and then a Staley team that I think got to at least the semifinals yeah. that year. It was really that was, Staley was the only team to beat Mill Valley. Yeah, in, that fa- year. in fact, yeah, that that was a team, that, Staley team that got to the semifinals, and short of a player fielding a kickoff like a punt mm-hmm. and thinking it just could roll into the end zone and not touch it. They would have won that. They would have won it. <laughs> they probably would have won the state championship. Hmm. Uh, no, I, I think you know on the East Coast they have all those Thanksgiving rivalry games. Even if you're in the middle of the state playoffs, you will take a week off and you will play your rival. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter if one season's done, one's still going. They should have like the, the first week of October. Kansas plays Missouri. Well, or you did, got a bye week. I'm sorry. Let's do this. They tried that with the Sunflower League and the Suburban League, and, and as I was on the committee, Missouri won a lot of those games. We tried to set up games. The problem was is that you, when you're trying to put different games, you know, coaches have different things they want. They really needed the EKL, and that would have filled it out, and you would have had more opportunities to like it. was Sunflower and Suburban, Sunflower and right, Suburban. Yeah. They couldn't get the EKL in on it. Um, and if they would have done that, they, they would have. But the problem was the two years they did it, it was 1-19. It was bad. And then if you throw in Shawnee Mission East and Rockers that were playing each other at the same time, it was 1-21. 1-21. Because Shawnee Mission East lost both those games. The, so. That was the re- – who, who had the one? I thought it was. Was it Aquinas? Sha- maybe? No, no. It was. It, I think I it was they weren't Shawnee enough. Mission Northwest or Shawnee Mission South. <laughs> carried carried the flag for Kansas. I mean, you know. Now that being said, I mean, Olathe North played a Blue Spring South team coming off a state championship, and they weren't as good. And Olathe North played them pretty tough. Um, and and so I, you know, it was just a lot of, it, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out. I'll just say that. And and. The, I do know that the Sunflower League didn't want to keep doing it. I heard from coaches that the AD didn't want to do it, and I heard the AD said the coaches didn't want to do it. So I'm just going to say they were all throwing cover for each other. Yeah. And they didn't, you know, and, and that was still Missouri, I think, was still two weeks, or they'd just gone to one week ahead. And that's also their claim. You know, it's like, oh, they, they get an extra week. And then, yeah. But now they have Jamboree, so it's still, it's a little, it's almost two weeks if you count the Jamboree. So now it's a little bit more. But I, hopefully that we'll see that. And I haven't, uh, that's, I'm glad that the Soto coach told me they were playing Carney. I haven't really started to dig into the suburban people who I know make the schedules mm-hmm. to find out what those are yet because they haven't released them. Uh, but that's good that they went over and got DeSoto. Uh, I like that. Uh, I like that game. Looking forward to it already. Uh, let's look forward to this week's game on the Kansas and Missouri sides. We will start with, start with Missouri this week. Lee Summit West and Liberty. Uh, what do you make of this game? Well, you know, Lisa West coming off a loss, uh, their first one since week one, and the Liberty's lost three in a row. This is a this is a game, and, and everything is almost looked through the prism now. If you're a Class Six team in Missouri, who's not Blue Springs or Blue Springs South on the Missouri side, you're in you're in positioning mode. Mm-hmm. You just got to win that head-to-head game in front of you because you don't know who's going to be sitting next to you um, along the line, and and you want to get that win and and start to play well. It's it, we're in week seven, eight, and nine, so it's the time to to get things going and, and get things going in the right direction. So both teams really want to uh, move and get things going because at least Liberty has played good football. Um, they've just run into some teams that play a little better than them. I mean, they played tough at Lee Summit North. They played Park Hill South tough. They played Liberty North tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's they, – but they've got – they haven't finished games. Uh, Lee Summit West has had a good run there. Uh, and then they, they played Lee Summit North, and like I said, turnover was a difference in that one. So, yeah, just a, just a game for both teams to really say, hey, we, you know, if we can yeah. get a win here, we got to get a win here. Uh, I like this one, Grain Valley and Raytown South. Is there a common thread Grandview, here? Grandview. Oh, it's Grandview. Oh, sorry. I wrote, I wrote down GV. Yeah. I was going to call I do it the that. Dave I Valley do, Bowl. I do that, too. My I, bad. Actually, it's, sorry. A, it's Grandview and Raytown South, and, and that's if you don't know – that it doesn't and football maybe that's the least, still a good good game. It's a rivalry, good game. Yeah. It's a good rivalry. And football might be the third best sport in terms of rivalry there. The first is track. The, the track <laughs> teams track. The, the track teams are battle for and state then, championships. Then, and then hoops and then that. basketball. Yeah. And they have battled for state championships. Oh, yeah. So yeah, there's and football's kind of third in there. It's also what I like to call the uh, Wamsgons Bowl. Yes, uh, both, I like that. Both Nick Atkins, who coaches Raytown South, and Jeremy Picard, who coaches Grandview, played for Coach Wamsgons. Part of the tree, right? Part of, at, the, part of the tree. At Lee Summit North. So 
Um, yeah, he he's already talked to him and said you know some of the guys who are on the staff will be over there and yeah. on the sidelines for that <laughs> game. But no, it's a it's a good game. They're both two and four. Um, Raytown South two and four looks a little little uglier than Grandview's two and four. <laughs> two and four has been in some Grandview's been in some closer games, but they're they're both in that same district. And this is we talk about district play. You know, a head-to-head game is huge, and I think that yep. they're both trying to build to be playing ball, at the, good ball at the end of the because that district is not locked down at all. No, nope. Warrensburg was undefeated and they got hammered this week. I mean, I think that Green Valley, Harrisonville, Grandview, um, Raytown South, if they start playing well, anybody can come out of that district. So that definitely a head-to-head game. So it's a fun one. I'll, I'll save the David Alley reference for when Grand <laughs> Green Valley plays yes. uh, Raytown South. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, and then lastly, are Van Horn and Summit Christian a team kind of flying under the radar? Huh? Yeah, Summit Christian six and zero, uh, and they beat. University Academy last week, sixty-three to six, and just kind of overmatched them. That league, the Crossroads, only has four teams that play football: um, University Academy, Van Horn, and then Bishop Ward over on the Kansas side. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's it's kind of an uneven league mm-hmm. in football uh, in the sense that Van Horn and Summit Christian have just been dominating teams over there. So this is basically for the conference title. You can put that away. For Summit Christian, they've they've played their schedule and they've tried to make their schedules as as good as they can They've over the last few years. They've tried to improve their schedule. Now they're down to Van Horn, Pembroke Hill, who has just the one loss to Lincoln mm-hmm. Prep, and Lincoln Prep their last three games. As a Class two school, they have a really good chance to to run that table and get a one seed in their district. Their district is on the opposite side of Lathrop and Maryville. Yeah. So they, they have a chance to you know maybe kind of get a nice lane to the quarterfinals. But they're going to find out who they are. They're going to be better. They could go zero and three in their next three sure, games yeah. and be better than they would have been Agreed. just playing the teams they played the first six weeks. All right, over on the Kansas side, we talked a little bit about uh, Blue Valley and Miege. I mean, you, you talked about the Miege and Aquinas, still probably the kings of EKL, if not the kings of Kansas. But the gap feels like smaller. Yeah, it feels it like a game that the, the the Tigers could be competitive and maybe oh, yeah. win. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think I think it's a toss up game. I haven't decided who I think is going to win. And really, it's just Mill Valley out there softening everybody up and taking the <laughs> taking the lumps. <laughs> taking the lumps for everybody. Hey, the Jags <laughs> they bounced back. A good win over Blue Valley North last week. They got Pittsburgh this week. Hopefully, a chance to get right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, I like. I think I think Mill Valley is the second best five A team. No, on this I think side. I think Again. it's yeah, I think it's Mill Valley. It's Desoto and, and Aquinas and and I I think five A's a little Obviously, St. James and St. James too. So those four teams right there, I think you know if they could all be on different quarters of that bracket. I mean, not, that's the, that's going to be the whole biggest deal. Like, so that you're not how having, long before you have to face Aquinas yeah, again? Or or you know or if you're or if you're Mill Valley, do you, I mean, if, if Aquinas gets put on one side and the other three you guys get put on the other, it, it's, you right. know, then you're beating each other up before you get yeah. to Aquinas. Or is Aquinas, you know, what if they've got to go through three teams and somebody else, you know, scoots right into the semis and they're a little healthier? So, no, I think it's a fun one. Uh, it, it should be. Uh, and then we've got uh, another fun one, a little, little, uh, little K7 corridor battle here. Baser, Linwood, and DeSoto. I mean, two teams, two programs are just good year in, year out. I mean, you see them on the schedule. You're like, okay, that's I don't know who's who's playing for them. Doesn't matter. They're going to be a solid team. It's going to be a tough out. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. The coaches have a really good relationship. Rod Stahlbomber at Baser Linwood, and uh, Brian King at Desoto. And Desoto's a they're a flex bone team. That's what they yeah. do. When Stahlbomber got to Baser Linwood. That's what he ran was flexbone. Now he's running spread because he's got a quarterback <laughs> all around the yard. Hey, that's what and they, co- do, and they man. coach together in the all-star coach game. Coach to your personnel. Yeah, yeah, they coach together in the all-star game, so they know each other really well. This is on the verge of probably being one of the better rivalries in the Metro as time goes on because Baser's going to be up in 5A. They play in the same conference now, so they're guaranteed. And I was joking with Coach King. I said, hey, 
you guys are probably staring down a few years of playing each other twice. Mm-hmm. And that's how you – and you know that yep. as a Mill Valley guy. <clears throat> Mill Valley and Aquinas is a robbery because you're playing each other twice a year for yep. four or five years in yep. a row. And you see each other, and one team's a roadblock and one team's not. And and so it's it's definitely a good one. And that, that's uh, that's a fun game, and, and both are playing pretty well right now. Green on green on green on green on, uh, on Friday night in that game. All right, and then finally we have uh, Sumner. And Schlegel, yes. speaking of rivalries, going up the dots. Yeah, you know, and, and and Sumner's coming off a big win over Northeast, um, and that's a really young team led by a, a senior quarterback. But the the KCAL itself, the Kansas City, Kansas schools, they are more balanced than they've been in a long time. Uh, the last few years it was like Washington and Schlegel, Schlegel were, were just yeah. dominating teams. But now Wyandotte's a little better. Uh, Harmon got a win. Harmon and Schlegel played a double overtime last week, and Schlegel got the win. So it, this is this is a thing that we're seeing in the KCK schools, that they're all kind of getting a little better, mm-hmm. and that's good. And they're all kind of getting better at the same time, and I think they're making each other better. And this is – I talked to the Schlegel coach, um, Taylor Wallace, who's the first-year coach. been there 19 years, and now he's the first-year head coach. And I said, what's it like? And he goes, oh, I'll tell you. He goes, it's a sight to see when Summoner and Schlegel get together. He goes, it's not like – Crazy. He goes. It's crazy. It's not like violent or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He goes. But they're all Snapchatting each other. And it's. He goes. <laughs> it's bet. a scene. He goes. It's a scene. It's. A, he goes. He had, so I'm looking forward to having my guys out there on on Friday night at that game, and we'll get some good video and um, and great stories and photos. And and now uh, I, I that's the, the 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 two of the themes that I've taken out of this year is is that the K, the KCK schools if they can maintain the, the footing they're kind of getting yeah. some of these schools. And then you got a school like Lincoln Prep on the on the Kansas City side and the inner city. Who looks like they could have a chance to maybe beat a non yep. KC Mo, Mo school? So those are the two things I see out of the inner city schools that I love this year. I keep track of uh, all the scores on Friday nights uh, of all your favorite teams and all the big games on the Preps KC app. Just go to the website. Yeah, right? go to prepskc.com and just com, as, easy yeah. as well. And of course, follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter and then uh, check out the highlights on uh, 41 Action News uh, Friday night at 10. Yep. For Dion, I'm Mick. We'll see you next time right here on Stanton Tackle Pod. <laughs>